And so while I will not be quoting them specifically, um, this is not just um, all of my thoughts. They are a bunch of people's thoughts um, spoken through my interpretation. So 19 months ago, two weeks after graduating, I sat on the floor of my room at Idaho Terrace looking at a paper chain that was hung over my bed and crying. For, and what felt like for the 20th time that week, I told myself that crying was a spiritual gift. I am still grieving the loss of this community, and I consider myself in the healing process. Two months ago, I sat right there looking at the stained glass and crying, so the healing process is not linear. Last time I preached here, uh, Michael Patrick Kinzer and I posited that for us, what if it isn't God is love, but love is God? It was a very gentle way of kind of saying that we are atheists who put a lot of time and energy into continuing to explore religion and spirituality. So before I go any further, I will note that I am a blasphemer and a heretic. You should take everything I say with a grain of salt and listen to you know everyone around you and have your own thoughts. But uh, that doesn't prevent me from being in this community or belonging to this community. Um, I still belong here no matter what I believe, and I think that's a true testament to the strength and miraculous beauty that this community embodies. I also mentioned last time I preached that I was terrified to leave this space because it is the truest experience of love, and for me, thus God, that I've ever had, and I was terrified that I would never have something like that again. So I'm over a year out, and my update is that my fears are well-founded. Um, it's scary out there. It's hard adulting. Um, it's hard feeling alone without my community that helped create me. To me, because this community represents love, it is a physical manifestation of God's love. So you all are the body of Christ. And it feels like I'm cut off from that body of Christ. I'm cast aside to fend for myself and sometimes it feels like I'm in a barren land searching for slivers of love, of hope, of God, and coming up with only sand. The ending of my time in the community was tough. What is challenging is that it's still tough. This is a transition, and transitions come in three parts. There's the ending, the fallow neutral time, and the new beginning. One might say this connects to Jesus' crucifixion, burial, and time in the tomb, and resurrection. And the hope of the resurrection is made meaningful by the crucifixion and the burial. Without the time in between, we do not fully acknowledge the meaning of the resurrection, and the story becomes facetious and too simplified. Missing you guys, this community, that pain, that's good news. It's not happy news. But it's good news, because in missing you, it is a sign that therein God dwells. There is hope on the cross. But I'd like to take more time to talk about the follow neutral time for another moment. Follow is a farming term that describes when a farmer doesn't plant any seeds so in a field so that the soil can replenish its nutrients and yield a plentiful crop in the future. Without this time in between, the soil becomes depleted of nutrients and it will no longer bear crops. So right now, it might look like a barren field. It might feel like an abandoned field. By all accounts, it might seem like a godforsaken wasteland. But even if you can't see where you are going, 
and no one answers you when you call, that is not sufficient proof that you are alone. For it's in these spaces and times of transition when it feels like nothing is happening and we can't move on, that we must hold space for the healing process to find out what nourishes us and replenishes us. Many alumni spoke directly to this point. Find what nourishes you, what really nourishes you, not what you think should nourish you, or what people say will nourish you, or what people your age are nourished by. Find what enlivens and excites you and hold on to it when the land around you feels follow. And this might change. What always used to nourish you might not work anymore, and that's okay too. You might want to go to church every Sunday. Maybe you don't want to go to church at all. Maybe you want to find a different kind of church. Alumni have a wide array of responses to spirituality after leaving K. So again, find what nourishes you. So my question right now to this group is, what is something that has nourished you or currently nourishes you? For me, um, it is getting to spend time with alumni one-on-one um, in those individual relationships, and also dancing and trees. I don't know why I have a strong connection with dancing or trees, but they are something that helps me get through fallow times and daily, in a daily basis. You are welcome to share or not share as you feel called. I find nourishment in the tradition coming, I love the Sunday services coming and knowing that there's going to be an opening prayer and then a hymn and then a this and then that and the sermon and stuff. I like the consistency there. It's good structure. For me it's communion. When I was abroad in the Czech Republic and that entire country does not have grape juice, that was a really hard semester for me. <laughs> And so when I came back here the first Thursday when we had communion and I had grape juice on bread again for the first time in months, it was like the definition of nourishment. Broken bread. That's like so true. Oh my God, dogs. Because almost all the time he's happy to see me. <laughs> <laughs> Except when he's sleeping. <laughs> For me, it's always been What kind of books? Many books, different, alternate between fiction and nonfiction. So sometimes it's, right now I'm reading a book about Protestant Reformation, and the last one I wrote, I read was a non-fiction uh, book about King Arthur, so. Wide array. I find nourishment going out, just being outside, going for runs, for hikes, and 
hearing leaves fall and mm. crunching when you walk and run. Yeah. Something about the sound, the wilderness. The cough. Yeah. Are there any others who would like to share? I'll leave you with two final pieces of alumni advice. Consider therapy. Got us several amens from alumni that I repeated it to. Um, there's nothing wrong in many things right with taking care of your mental and emotional health, especially when it gets rough. Um, I see my therapist bi-weekly over Skype, and I think she's wonderful, and I love her very much. Two, be intentional about seeing people, like I mentioned. Um, I consistently feel enriched and, with my metaphor, fertilized by the relationships I made in this community, um, out, I see them outside of this community. I don't live within walking distance to 90% of my friends anymore, so it takes more effort, uh, but seeing them can mean the difference between a good week and a bad week. And what many of us have learned and are still learning is that the generations of people in this community will change, but it is always going to be our community, a community that helped create us and that we helped create. And I forgot to ask all of you to bring your hymnals up here. So I'm gonna go get some hymnals for us.